0: hello everybody and welcome back to loudmouth podcast the show about everything and nothing all at once i'm your host the one and only host with the small lips loudmouth it is madison Hatler. hello everybody welcome back to the podcast um or welcome to the podcast if this is your first time listening hello what a great episode to stumble upon or listen to first um You guys, it just feels like I have been constantly in a loop these past couple of weeks. Um, I feel like I just haven't stopped and I haven't been able to really take a second and actually rest up. Like, I have. I've definitely, on Friday night, went to bed at 8 p.m., mainly because I had a migraine. But then we had spring forward this past weekend and... Um, a couple weeks ago I just moved at the end of February and then I went to go to Houston for a wedding and I came back and it's just been so go 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 and it just feels like I haven't really been able to bounce back and I've had a couple of tough days in this time and I feel like I've done a good job of not a good job sorry that sounded weird but I feel like I've showed you guys a lot of my bad days because I strive to be obviously as authentic as possible and also I basically use loudmouth Instagram shameless plug at loudmouth pod on Instagram but I shamelessly use it as my finsta so truly whatever I'm thinking if I'm crying whatever it is I will usually go and post about it um but On a couple weeks ago on a Thursday, I was just having an absolute rough go at it. So I started a new job full time back in January for um, a law firm. And I do legal marketing, which is a whole new world for me and has just caused a lot of already feelings of imposter syndrome because I'm one of the youngest on the team. Um, I've only really worked for nonprofits or my uh, sorority communication stuff, which is a very different world than legal communications and corporate communications. I've been in small businesses. I've been in nonprofits. I've been basically the only one running anything. And now I have all these eyes looking at everything I do. And not only is it just a bunch of eyes looking at everything I do, it's a bunch of lawyers eyes looking at everything I do. Um, and not just them obviously, but more than that. And so On Last two Thursdays ago, I had a complete, uh, we'll just say it, I had a complete meltdown at work. Uh, I had to crawl under my desk for a minute just to like bunker down and ground myself because without getting too into it, because it truly is a very long story and I don't want this to be the whole episode, I made a couple mistakes um, on two different posts and I didn't get not I don't want to say got in trouble because that's definitely not what it was um but I got a strongly worded email sent about the post not to me specifically but to the marketing team and I knew not to take it personally but although I say that in my head all the time not to take it personally it is really hard not to take that stuff personally and so my coworker pulled me aside and she just talked to me about it seriously was like so nice to me, obviously, and was just saying, that it's not a big deal. Everyone makes mistakes. Like we'll just need to double check our work, you know, more and blah, 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 blah. And I just started immediately crying And then I lightened up a little bit. She calmed me down. I went back to my office and had a phone call with someone and then just immediately started crying again. And we weren't even talking about the mistake that I'd made or anything. We were just talking. And I literally told her, I was like, Katie, I have to go because I started hyperventilating, you guys. I could not catch my breath. I just felt like I was drowning. I had made these mistakes. There were more like we were talking about what I needed to do for the day. And I just felt like I hadn't had time to process, you know, obviously the conversations I had just had. And I was stressed the fuck out. I just felt like I was not doing good enough. The imposter syndrome was winning. And this was just validating all the things that I had been saying to myself um, for the past couple of months while working there. And so... I couldn't find a good place to cry. I went to the bathroom. Two people walked in while I was in the bathroom, so I couldn't really cry. I have an office made at work, but thankfully, she left the room, and I was able to just crawl under my desk and seriously just, like, breathe, and then when I felt like I was ready, I went back out, and I talked to my coworkers, and I really just, like, talked through them all my feelings. Everything's okay now, and my team was amazing, awesome. You know, everyone was like, it's okay, like... We all make mistakes, everything. I was truly being really, really hard on myself as well, which always plays into it. But I just felt like I kept making these mistakes. Then I kind of got over it. And then last Monday, I started the week with freaking, why am I saying freaking, fucking shattering my back windshield of my car. And it truly has just felt like I have not been able to catch my breath. And although I'm good and like, I'm happy, I'm safe. I'm in a happy home. I have amazing friends. I have a job that is paying me well and coworkers who do care about me and who are helping me through all my anxiety and everything like that. But it can really just feel like you are never going to get better. And it's really, really easy after a long day Or just literally one simple task going wrong to let it absolutely affect the rest of your day or week or whatever it is. Or when it seems like there are 5 million things going all wrong at once and you cannot seem to make it stop, which is what I've been feeling these past couple of weeks. And while I do not have the answers for everything, as we all know, I just claim that at every episode, I do not have the answers for everything. I have pulled together some things that I've gathered through talking to my therapist, through talking with my friends, and through you guys of how to make things seem okay when it's not going okay. Um, You know that fucking phrase, it's okay to not be okay. And it's true. It's okay to not be okay. But here's how to make it feel like you're doing okay, even if you're not okay. Okay? (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So a lot of the time, at least for me and especially in the story that I told you guys about earlier, these feelings of, oh my god, nothing's going right, life sucks, it's terrible, I'm making so many mistakes, I'm doing everything wrong, blah 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 blah, um, a lot of the times they arise for me in the middle of a work day or in a moment when I can't actively go about resolving the issue. And one day when I was talking about it with my roommate Morgan, she kind of told me about this skill that she learned in her DBT Um, I believe that I've talked about DBT on the podcast before in my Two Truths and a Lie episode, Um, but let's give a quick, quick rundown. This is a specific type of type of therapy. It's called dialectic behavioral therapy. And it teaches more life skills and helps with understanding that you can feel two things at once in the most simplest of terms. So my two truths and the lie episode was talking about dialectics. So two things being truthful at once or just understanding that, you know, um, I can be right and I can be wrong at the same time. It's not black and white. There is a lot of gray area. So. That's dialectic behavioral therapy in the simplest of terms. I'll have a link down below to where you can learn more about dialectic behavioral therapy. But we're just going to talk about this one skill that Morgan um, explained to me when I was kind of telling her a couple of weeks ago about these feelings that I was having. And the term and the skill that she gave me was called ACCEPTS. A-C-C-E-P-T-S. Now, what does that stand for? ACCEPTS stands for activities, contributing comparisons, emotions, pushing away, thoughts, and sensations. But I can say all those words and say, accept, and have you guys understand the acronym. But what do these things actually mean? How does this relate to when you're having a bad week? So the first thing is activities. Um, throwing yourself into an activity to take your mind off the situation. Whatever you choose, do it mindfully. You lose yourself in an activity and try not to let your mind return to your distress until after you're finished with the activities. So you can practice a hobby. You can watch a video, go for a walk, play a sport, cook, garden, do art, go fishing, go shopping. The list is endless. Any activity or any hobby that will take your mind off of that emotion in the moment. The more active your activity, the easier it will be to forget your distress in the moment. And when I was telling my therapist about these feelings coming up at work, she kept saying, you know, go on a walk, take a walk, do some yoga, do something to kind of maybe sweat it out a little bit, especially because my... I don't know about you guys, but my anxiety resides a lot in like my back. I can feel it in my back and I can feel it in my neck, especially work or school. Anxiety really resides there. Kind of weird, but that's where it goes. And so sometimes just getting up, dancing around or going on a run when I'm really, really anxious, I will just literally go get up and run it out. Because sometimes that sweat or connecting that physical, mind or your physical body to the mind of like okay I need to get this feeling out I need to get it out of me helps a lot and a lot of our anxiety kind of rides in this physical or manifests in this physical way so doing those physical activities can kind of get it out of your system a little bit and I'm harp on this later but just letting you know that accepts or just reminding accepts or this what I'm what I'm teaching you about here is all about how can how can we put our emotions on a shelf until we later can process them? Cause we can't always process them at work or we can't always process them when we're at school or whatever it is. So, whenever you're feeling anxious or before the next time you feel anxious and you know you're about to have a stressful day or whatever it is make a list of activities that are easy for you to do when you're feeling anxious or stressed out or sad or upset um, and put it on your refrigerator or at your desk at work or at school whatever it is so that you can find it in a hurry and when you're feeling these feelings you can be like oh my god drawing makes me feel good so maybe I'll go back to drawing or whatever it is. Next letter is C and it's The first C is contributing. So contributing helps you distract from your own pain by focusing your mind on someone else. So either going to do volunteer work, babysitting a kid so your friend can go out or doing something nice or surprising for someone. Simply either reaching out to a friend or checking in with someone that you haven't talked to in a while, letting someone vent to you, whatever it is. But not only will contributing take your mind off of your distress in the current moment, but it can actually help you feel better about yourself as a whole because obviously helping people feels really, really good. Um, It's like that one, feels really, really, really good. Okay, Madison. But it's like that one episode of Friends where Phoebe tries to find an act, a volunteer act or an act of good that isn't selfish in any way shape or form she tries to find one that's completely selfless because helping people no matter what it is feels good in the end so if you're feeling bad and my type twos I know probably have done this to cope with their skills or cope with their feelings a lot of the time so be wary but reach out and see if you can help someone else see if you can volunteer for a moment see if your friend just needs someone to listen to or bring a cup of coffee to them The next C is comparisons. So comparing yourself to where you were about a year ago or two years ago or five years ago or a time when you weren't as coping as well as you are now. And it's not about invalidating the pain of your situation in that moment or in this moment, but it's just reminding yourself that it's been worse in the past and you've gotten through it or it's been similar in the past and you've gotten through it. Now, some people will find this helpful, others do not, sometimes re-triggering or just getting themselves caught up in a whole different set of emotions that maybe they haven't processed through. So this doesn't always work, use it lightly, but sometimes just reminding yourself of like, oh my god, remember when that thing happened to me two years ago, or I completely broke down about it, and now this thing's happening to me, and it's maybe even worse, and I am handling it better than I did, or that situation was so much worse. I'm glad I'm in this situation now. Next is E, which is emotions. So distracting yourself from one emotion by cultivating another, by reading an emotional book or watching an emotional movie, listening to emotional music. For this to work, you need to read or watch something or listen to things that have the emotion opposite to what you were feeling at that current moment. So if you're sad, watch a comedy, watch a scary movie, listen to silly music. If you're sad or angry, watch a silly or funny movie and just laugh it out. By doing these, you will have changed your emotion and put yourself in a different place. Music, books, movies, all things like that can help you kind of escape a little bit the reality you're in while also helping you feel a a different sort of way. So you can keep a playlist of songs that hype you up or make you feel a certain way or list your favorite TV show episodes to watch whenever you're feeling down or just going back to your favorite comfort show that makes you feel good no matter when you watch it. P is for push away. So push away a distressing situation by leaving it mentally for a while. So just literally not worrying about it, not thinking about it. This skill works well on situations that you can't solve right then and there but are causing you grief. So it's not to be used as an avoidance but more something that is solvable. Sometimes you just genuinely need to get yourself out of that situation, which we'll talk about a little bit, but sometimes you genuinely just need to not think about something for you to actually come back to it with a refreshed mind in a better place. I talk about this a little bit on my R&R and productivity, which I'll have linked down below, but going on a walk or physically walking away from something and not thinking about it can help you come back to it with a lot of a clearer mind. So block the situation in your mind and each time it comes up, just tell it to go away or put some other thoughts in place, perhaps more pleasant thoughts or different or different thoughts of emotions than you were having before and just refuse to think about it. Try to put the pain on a shelf or in a box to contain it and get it out of the way. Compartmentalize a little bit. You can come back to it later, but for now, it's just not the situation that you need to be dealing with. It's shelving it up for another time when you're in a better emotional state to handle it or when you're well rested up to worry about it. And then the T is for thoughts. So the idea behind this is that you can only truly focus on one thing at at a time. You can't really be thinking about that one thing that bother that's bothering you if you're engrossed in thinking about something else. So some examples are counting to 10 or counting the tiles in a floor or the panes in a window, stars in the sky, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So naming things around you or putting putting your the world around you to use, you know, describing the room that you're in. Thinking about those physical things that are around you right now and can get your mind off that situation. Things that require a little bit of focus so that you're not focused on the other emotions that you are having. Um, This can be especially good when you're in meetings or something that is literally right then and there. It's an emergency. Count to 10. Take a couple of breaths. Do square breathing. So breathe in for four through your nose, hold for four, breathe out for four, and then do it again. And the last skill in accepts is sensations. So a strong physical stimulus can jog you loose of your connections to your pain and distract you from it. So this is a particularly great skill if your distress triggers are self-injurious behaviors. Um, So if you, like we talked about before, you know, doing those physical things that can kind of shock you out of it. So one thing that Morgan has always told me about is holding ice in your hand or applying it to the back of your neck, taking a cold shower, shoving your hands in cold water, anything like that. Sometimes, not sometimes, your anxiety takes over your nervous system. So it needs to be kicked out of it sometimes if you're getting a little bit into it, which thinking about it now when I was having to crawl under my desk at work, To remove the physical stimulus that was affecting me. I should have and we can do this next time. Grabbed an ice cube and put it on my wrist. To kind of shock yourself out of it a little bit. Those kinds of things can help. Can you feel something somewhere else? Just like when you're hurt, um, they tell you to focus on something else or, you know, pinch yourself somewhere else. Focus on anything other than that major pain and it can help you kind of distract from the moment and then go back and de-escalate or process your emotions later. So I talked about this earlier, but I just want to reiterate that this skill is used for when you don't have the time or don't want to process an emotion right then and there. Like when you're sitting in the middle of a workday, you usually can't go right to your journal and journal down what you're feeling or sit and talk to your therapist or friend and discuss why you might be feeling away, which is why you might go take on a walk or use any of the other accepts ideas so that you can get the physical sense of the emotion out and, you know, get it out of your head, clear your mind for a minute and save the processing for later. That is for right then and there. But what do we do when we feel like everything is going wrong all the time? And how can we kind of handle that? What are some ways that we can actually physically handle when things are going wrong that aren't just our emotions and things like that? So let's first just sit down and take a look at why we may feel this way. And this may be something to do after work or when you don't have a lot of work in the day. Think about what or why we are particularly feeling this way. Is there something that has happened to you to make you feel down? Write it down and see if there's an easy way to solve it. There's not usually a way to solve it pretty easily, especially when it's at work. But if there's a way, do it. When I was feeling all sorts of messed up about my mistake or whatever it is, what was really making me feel bad was the fact that everyone saw it. And that was the particular thing that was making me feel worse. It was that everyone had eyes on it and that it kind of validated these imposter syndromes that I had in my head. So while there were no ways to directly solve those problems right then and there, or even in the long run, it's kind of things that I need to deal with. It's good to know why I'm feeling those ways. And it's good to know to write those down and to think about them later on. The second thing is to give yourself a fucking break, which is something I 100% need to work on. A lot of my stress can come from just not giving myself time to take a minute and to pause, although those mistakes happen multiple times and things like that, I know a lot of the problem was that I hadn't given myself proper rest. I'd just come back from moving and from going to Houston. I was not giving myself the time to look over what I was writing or look over at what I was posting. I was just going, going, going. And those outside factors were really affecting my work life because obviously mental everything happening around you affects your mental state and in some way, shape or form is all connected. So a coworker has been constantly reminding me to take a beat from day one. She said this to me. Even if you feel like you're in the midst of work that cannot ever be done at a different time, take a freaking beat. And you you can and you should give yourself a minute to think about those things. In those moments where I was freaking out about my mistake and I was going off and emailing people, apologizing, things like that, it would have been okay for me to just Take a minute to just sit and take a minute calm myself down before I get myself and work myself up into a bigger of a tizzy those emails that you get that stress you out that you know point out something that you did wrong or put more work on your plate you don't have to reply to those right away isn't that crazy it feels like you do it really really does and I understand that but you don't give yourself a minute and when you are making those mistakes or whatever it was just give yourself a break for the mistake that did happen or the thing that you tried to handle and couldn't get it handled. Obviously, this is much easier said than done, but a lot of our stress or anxiety around certain things has to do with the feelings we are giving ourselves about it. I wasn't feeling bad because that, I mean, obviously the attorney emailing me a little upset didn't help, but it was mainly the things that I was saying to myself about it that I had messed up, that I was just proving myself right, that I can't do this job. What would have been a lot more helpful for me was to just give myself a break, forgiving myself for the silly thing that I did and understanding that life is just going to happen. And sometimes we just make mistakes. We're not freaking robots here. That's what my coworkers kept saying. We're not robots. You're going to make a mistake and it's going to be okay. And things are going to go wrong in your life and it's going to be okay. Give yourself a break, whether it's physically taking a moment before you respond to something or just mentally giving yourself a break for those mistakes that you may have done in these times of distress so more specifically when you're at work sometimes you just have to grin and bear it and I hate saying it but we all have rough moments where we mess up or we just have those days or weeks where we feel like we're getting nothing right and we don't understand what's really happening And we have to remember that these challenges aren't permanent and that the current ones will also pass just like the ones have before. And I think that was the biggest thing that got me through finals week at college was just understanding that at some point I just have to do it. I can sit here and worry about it and study for days and on end about the things that I should know, or I could harp on the mistake that I made at work for forever, but sometimes you just have to get through it. You just got to do it. And then when you're getting through it, just remember what's important, that life isn't only about work, that I have so many other things going on in my life, like loudmouth, like my friends, like my family, and that even when I make a mistake at work, that doesn't mean that I'm all of a sudden this terrible ass person, which is what corporate culture and capitalism and perfectionism has made us think most highly white supremacy. But remembering that you're not here to solely just work. You're here to be a person and it's okay if you make mistakes in that time. Put some photos or some affirmations around your desk or quotes that you like or any kind of fun office supplies to remind yourself of that throughout the day. My friend Alicia for my birthday gave or for Christmas gave me these little cats figurines that sit on my desk all day and Whenever I do feel stressed, I will look at them and just kind of laugh. I also have this freaky little pig thing that you can squeeze, this little stress thing that's adorable. I have purple pens everywhere. I have little note cards with happy quotes on them and things like that. Just reminding yourself that you are a person outside of the work that you're doing. And sometimes you just got to get through it and have no personal connections to it. (laughs) Another work-specific one is to prioritize, schedule, and list it. So when you're feeling like you have all these things to do or you feel like you can't get anything wrong, before you even start any other task for the day, well, besides clocking in, take the time to prioritize the work. Decide what must be accomplished that day and then decide the estimated amount of time that you need to finish it and overestimate for projects that are more likely to be stressful. Then you can create an order to-do list in order of scheduled completion. This can make your life so much easier. Sometimes we spend hours on end worrying about this one task that maybe isn't even that big of a deal, that we're overthinking it a little bit too much. And this is something that my coworker told me today too. Take the time and block out your schedule. Say, okay, for this hour, I'm going to be doing only this work. And if you know that that work is going to cause you a little bit more stress and it's going to take you a little bit more to get it through, schedule it for more. It's okay if you have to go over time, but give yourself that extra time. Give yourself that extra room so that you're not sitting there. And then at the end of the hour, you're even more stressed than when you started because you couldn't get your stuff done in the allotted time. Just prioritize, schedule, and list it. And then as you're going, you can cross off those things and add them to a done list or add them to an accomplished list so that you can feel a little bit better and feel a little bit more uplifted when you're going through it. So then the last thing is asking for help and I think this applies for work or personal life whatever it is. You don't have to do everything. You can ask for help whether that's at home asking somebody else to do the dishes for a day or asking someone at work or if you're really really feeling overwhelmed by the amount of work that you have to do or whatever it is talk to your boss Your boss should be there to help you. And they should feel like somebody that you can go to in these times of stress. They've been through it before. Let them help you. Let your roommates help you out in cleaning the house. Let your friends help you out. Just ask it. The worst people can do is say no. And that's okay. You can go to someone else or you can figure out another task that you may need help with that you can take off your plate. But this also goes two-way street here, especially at work. Be willing to reciprocate the help whenever somebody asks for it too. Make sure that you're also actively being a help to other people as well. Okay, so we've gone through how to shelve the feelings. We've gone through ways to kind of process the feelings or, you know, try to avoid those feelings as much as possible. Now, how can we feel better? We've kind of gone through these in some of the accepts, but... I asked and you guys all answered. So I'm going to be sharing just the list of some of the ways that people said to feel better after a shitty day that doesn't involve worrying about your feelings. So some of the ones I pulled together were dance sessions. I got a few of those, which I completely agree with. Um, Sometimes just physically shaking out your body um, can help you so much and dancing to your favorite tune, whatever it is, can make you feel better just all around. Um, Taking your dog to the park or just going on a walk um, can is one of the things that you guys said, which we've talked about going on a walk. One of my favorite things, the easiest way to restore my faith and humanity. My friend Alicia said changing your scenery. So either getting out of your house if you're at home or going home if you're out and about. Or even changing around rooms when you're home, just getting that new sense of space and then changing your clothes or doing some sort of little physical routine, putting on comfy clothes or maybe making more of a real outfit, whatever you think will make you feel better. Doing a skincare routine or putting on a little makeup, maybe just spraying some rose water on your face or getting a nice big glass of water. Sitting or laying down and making the room feel relaxing by lighting a candle, turning off overhead lights, putting on some chill music, etc. And just sitting and breathing or sitting and watching some TV or reading if you're into that. Um, deep breaths and other relaxed things. Uh, My friend Alicia said this is so random, but soap cutting ASMR videos are very relaxing to her. So she has a bunch of them saved on Instagram so that she can go and rewatch them whenever she needs it. I've also heard, and I really do want to try breath work. I've heard that breath work is like really, really great when you're kind of feeling anxious and things like that. So um, I'm going to look some up and see if I can do that the next time I'm feeling anxious. Doing yoga, which I talked about before. Doing some sort of physical, especially yoga because you can do it a candlelight once. You can turn on some candles. Make it just as relaxing or as physically intense as you need it to be. One uh, one of my friends said getting high and cooking a meal, um, which relatable. Another one is just baking cookies. I have a crying and then I have a crying and eating. And then my friend Morgan said, talking to your therapist or to another person, like to try and process those big emotions that you may be feeling. So I know that life can feel overwhelming. Obviously, I've been feeling this way too. And, that, and like a lot of it has to come to the pressures that I put on myself as well. And I know that life can feel like it's drowning you at all times. If you've watched any of my little vo- weekly vlogs and you know I've been feeling like this for a minute. But it is nice to know that you're not alone in feeling this way and it's okay to not be okay. But we're going to feel okay while not feeling okay Um, because sometimes you just have to. Sometimes the feelings get a little bit too intense and you don't have the time to process them in the moment and that's okay. Don't feel like every feeling needs to be worked out right then and there. If you need to take a second, if you need to shelve those feelings for another time, use these skills that I've given you in this episode and do it. And then make yourself feel better and give yourself a break for real. And I'm saying this to me too. Life is so weird right now. We're on year three or whatever of this goddamn pandemic. It feels like the world can kind of be falling to crumbles most days. But know that you're not alone and that the best thing that you can do is just make your life one that you want to live so um make sure that you guys follow me on instagram at LoudmouthPod on twitter at loudmouth underscore pod so that you can be a part of episodes like this and I can share what you guys send me about ways to make your feel yourself feel better um I love you guys very much and I'll talk to you later all right bye